if I say one of these days I'm going to start exercising, then I never do. But when I make a plan and set some goals, then it happens. And so I think sanitization can sometimes be the same way. Hello, this is the Canola Watch podcast. I'm Jay Wetter. The topic today is practical tips for equipment sanitation to prevent the spread of club root. With me are... So my name is Mike Harding. I'm a plant pathology research scientist with Alberta Agriculture and Forestry based in Southern Alberta. I'm Barb Thiessen, Provincial Plant Disease Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture based out of Regina. AJ, Dan Orchard, uh, Agronomy Specialist with the Canola Council in North Central Alberta. We're going to start off with Mike and his exercise analogy. The only way that we can prevent the spread of clubroot is to prevent the spread of clubroot contaminated soil. And it's not really a very fun or exciting thing to do. And I think like uh, with, for some people, physical exercise, uh, we know we should do it to stay healthy. But if we don't have a plan and set specific goals, then when we're just making the decision in the moment, we often decide not to do it because it's not our favorite thing to do. And sanitization for clubbert, I think, falls into this category that if I'm pulling out of the field and making the decision in that moment to do some biosafety or sanitization, I'm probably going to decide not to because I can think of a million other things I'd rather be doing. This way, if you you know have it on paper and it's relatively easy to understand, then, then everyone that's working on your farm or coming to your farm uh, can adhere to kind of the, the rules that you make and the plan that you set. So even if it's custom applicators or your hired man, probably um, all your vehicles, you know, would have a different, maybe a bit of a different protocol. But I think then everyone understands what's expected of them. And, uh, and that way, like Mike says, if it's, if it's a plan, then everyone gets it and uh, everyone can do it. There are three levels of club root sanitation. Barb describes them. So the three levels of sanitation are the first level is your rough clean. So this is where you're using any tools that are available to you, whether it's a scrub brush, kicking off the amount of dirt. Really the focus is to remove those large chunks of soil. Your next level then is your level two. So this is now where you're focusing on removing all of the visible soil. So you might be using compressed air or pressure washing. And by the end of level two, your equipment now looks clean. The third level is that highest level of sanitation. So that's where the equipment looks clean and now you're applying a disinfectant to kill any of the spores that may still be present on the soil or on the equipment. Dan, when you talk about a plan, what would your expectation or hope be for, let's start with farmers and then then we can talk about agronomists and, and some of their tools. But what about for a farmer? What do you, what would you like them to do at a minimum? Yeah, I think level one should be, you know, a, the bare minimum for everybody, right? So often farmers are behind at seeding time and they've got huge pieces of equipment that, you know, wouldn't compare to, say, an agronomist coming in to take a soil sample by foot or even by quad, right? The, the, there would be a better opportunity and much easier for someone with smaller equipment to, you know, to perform higher levels of sanitation. But I think a grower needs to stop at the edge of the field and, and knock off the, the larger lumps of soil that are fairly easy to remove. 
some can do it quicker than others and and if you're in a really high risk zone or you're you know you're convinced that club roots in your area you may you may make that a half hour process instead of 15 minutes kind of thing but certainly i think level one is uh is the let's say the gold standard for for everybody in agriculture barb with level two if it's a pressure washing um, is that something that you you would expect farmers to to be set up to do after each field so it's probably not practical after every field so where you might want to get into a level two is when you know there's an advanced risk so if you're working in a field that you suspect might have club root or another pest or you're bringing in new equipment or you're having a custom operator come from fields that you don't know the history that's where you might want to be bringing in that level two and doing that higher level of cleaning and that washing. So it's something that you can work into your system when you know there's a higher risk um, to build on the advantage of that, that level one or that rough clean. So with level two, the other time that you might want to consider doing a pressure wash is if you're working under muddy conditions. Um, so under muddy conditions, your rough clean is not going to be as effective because that soil is going to be more adhered. So it's going to take more pressure to remove those large chunks of soil. So under those situations, um, you might want to be using a pressure wash or that fine clean to make sure that you're removing those large volumes of soil. To introduce our discussion on level three cleaning using disinfectants, Mike explains some recent research he did comparing products. Yeah, so we did some evaluations of a number of different disinfectants uh, for their effectiveness to kill clubroot resting spores. Now, let me just say, killing a clubroot resting spore is no small feat. It's not like killing a virus or a bacterium or a fungus. These resting spores are like really uh, thick-walled uh, resting structures that are very, very difficult to inactivate. And as a result, we have to use elevated levels of some of these disinfectants to get a good kill. So, for example, with with sodium hypochlorite bleach, we can inactivate viruses with less than 1% active ingredient. But with clubbert resting spores, we're at the about 1.7% sodium hypochlorite or above to get a good kill. Now, the reason that this that bleach probably falls into the you know, first choice is that number one, it's really easy to get a hold of. You can buy it at supermarkets, drugstores, Canadian Tire, hardware stores, UFA. It's easy to get. Um, it works really well at low concentrations, um, and it's not that expensive. And so for those reasons, it, it really kind of lines up to be the most effective and cost effective. However, it can be, um, well, it's, it's quite corrosive. The bleach can be really hard, especially on steel uh, and sensitive electronics or control systems and rubber. And so there's certainly places and things that we wouldn't want to apply bleach to. Luckily, we found a couple of alternatives to bleach. And the first is a product called Spray 9. And this is a disinfectant you can buy at hardware stores and, and other places around. And it's just a ready-to-use product. You don't have to dilute it. And you can just spray it on. And it's, it's also, it, it's probably as effective as sodium hypochlorite bleach. And then we, we found some chlorinated degreasers that we tested that were also effective when we used them at around 
of the concentrate. One was called Adhere NC, and the other was called Premise Degreaser. I ask our three guests, starting with Dan, to explain a situation where this level three might be warranted. I think certainly if you know for sure that you've got a pretty heavily infested field, um, that often it, the easiest would be to save that till the very end, and then you have time to, you know, uh, do a better job of cleaning that piece of equipment if it's not needed right away. So that would be a, certainly a prime time, and and certainly if you've got a new pathotype that's that's not as easy to control as some of the older pathotypes, that would be a situation I think for sure that you would take it to level three. I think. Um, outside equipment coming in from from areas that are you know higher risk I think they they also should be completely free of soil and dust and 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 disinfected as well so so there would be some times uh, where this would be needed Jay but it's not very often that that this level would be done um, on a farm scale like you know a farmer going field to field I think the agronomists could be responsible to to do this level of sanitation though it's fairly easy to leave your boots in in some sort of disinfectant solution and cleaning your soil probes and shovels or whatever you know I think that that, that would be something that could be expected of an agronomist Barb what do you think yeah, I fully agree that this level, um, when we think about on-farm, it's going to be used in those highest risk situations. So if you know, um, especially if you know the field has covered or if it's heavily infested or has a new pathotype, you want to take those extra steps to make sure you're not spreading it to other fields on the farm and to address that risk um, when you're bringing in equipment from other areas, especially if it's coming from a known covered infested area. I also strongly agree that um, it is something that agronomists or groups that are working across multiple farms over large areas, um, this is a strategy that they can use to make sure that they're being extra cautious and not moving anything from field to field or farm to farm. If you're living in an area where clubroot isn't common and you're bringing a piece of equipment or you're having something delivered or there's traffic coming from an area where clubroot is common, those are the types of situations where you're at a high risk. And if you're clubroot free, that level three cleaning can keep you that way. Um, another example that you may want to do is if you're renting a piece of land that has clubroot, but the rest of your fields are clubroot free, uh, you may want to, to do that field either first or last, and then do a level three cleaning on it before you move to your next fields. But, but otherwise, you know, if you're living with and dealing with clubroot as a management issue and you're using crop rotation and, um, gen and resistant genetics and, and crop scouting, et cetera, probably, you know, all you need to do is just kick some dirt off to just avoid the spread of the large clumps. The small amounts aren't probably going to be making the situation any worse. And similarly, if you're farming in an area where clubroot hasn't been reported yet, just that quick level one kicking some dirt off can go a long way to prevent it from building up or establishing, but you don't need a level three cleaning in those situations. As we wrap up this podcast, Barb reminds us that good sanitation is about more than just club root. 
when we talk about biosecurity, we do talk a lot about Clubroot, and I think that's a really great way to raise awareness. But in reality, having that base level biosecurity is going to be beneficial for all crops. Um, so many different soil pests can be moved in soil and residue. So this includes things like invasive weeds, but also other soil borne diseases, so soybean cyst nematodes, and death syndrome in soybeans, or phanomyces. So having that base biosecurity plan or making sure that you're always including at least level one between every field is going to go a long way in preventing um, the introduction or spread of those other pests as well. Thank you, Barb, Mike, and Dan. You can find out more about Mike's sanitation product study in the Prevent Clubroot section at clubroot.ca, which is part of our canola encyclopedia. I, I think, yeah, make a schedule, make a plan, stick to it the best you can and, and be safe and, and uh, be careful. I think when you're cleaning equipment, if you're crawling around underneath, it's important to be safe as well. For more canola agronomy tips, visit canolawatch.org. Canola Watch is a research-based agronomy service from the Canola Council of Canada in cooperation with the Provincial Canola Grower Associations, SAS Canola, Alberta Canola, and Manitoba Canola Growers. Finally, a special thanks to Dan Orchard for our new theme song. This has been a Canola Watch podcast. I'm Jay Wetter.